We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. of Don Nelson, that was a playoff game. I need a nap, bro. (laughs) Kyle, what's up, man? I got a little little housekeeping before we get started. Sitting across from me is Kyle Madsen. Andy Liu is currently stuck in some weird flight delay. He will be joining tomorrow's episode. Um, I wonder if he was able to watch it in real time or it's going to get ruined for him. But uh, Kyle, you picked picked (laughs) quite the game to come on. Let's put it that way. That's one of those games that if you're trying to follow it on your phone, no chance. Yeah. Just absolutely no chance. I'm I'm genuinely exhausted. Like I felt like I ran about I'm sweaty. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing hard. Mm-hmm. That was tough. But as soon as the ball got into Harrison Barnes' hands, I felt great. Oh, forever warrior. Harry <laughs> B. You know, just always once a warrior, always a warrior. Throwing um Let's let's talk about that last minute first, and let's get into it Jesus. after that. So, um, I thought, well, big picture, I, the first half was infuriating because I feel like they they thought they'd won the series after their game three win, and they went yes. back to the same lackadaisical play we saw in the first two games. Yes. and then the second half, I saw a team who actually played with playoff intensity, and then that last minute, I was like, oh, they're going to blow this because they, they kind of didn't have the game won but it was basically like if you don't turn the ball over and play smart for the last minute you probably are gonna win right yeah and, they didn't even need they didn't even need a basket it's just like yeah. run the 24 seconds and right. the kings just aren't gonna have time and instead i mean steph pulls a chris weber I, I guess if there's a playoff series to pull the chris weber call a timeout when you don't have timeouts it's warriors kings two teams he played for uh most famously but Oh, if I then, if I if I told you to make a list of the Warriors that were going to do that, Steph doesn't even come up, right? No. Like I guess if you think about it, like he's going to have the ball in his hands, and you'd probably. But like that's just that's a mistake that you don't expect Steph Curry of all people to make. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, Kerr says. By the way, we got a post game quote right now. I'm going to pull it up here, but from Kendra Andrews, Kerr says he knew the team didn't have any timeouts, but he forgot to kind of let 
the team know that. I mean, he's not going to throw stuff under the bus. We know, <laughs> we know that to be true. Right. Um, but that, that was also part of the calculus. I mean, Steve burned a timeout with that challenge. And honestly, like, why are you challenging a moving screen? They're not going to call that back. Every screen is illegal in the NBA. Like, if you're going to go letter of the law, everyone's kind of walking the line. Yeah, you weren't and- going to get them to overturn that. Like, I understand why Looney's mad. Looney gets away with that screen 99 out of 100 times. But right. well, that so it looked like Draymond was telling Kerr, like, don't challenge it. He was sliding over. And he was like, he was like you said, letter of the law. If they're going to review that, they're going to go. No, that's a that's yeah. a foul. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. I thought it, I thought it was a bad challenge of all the things to challenge. Um, and it, it wasted their last time out with, I think, 224 left in a three point game. I don't, yeah. I don't love that, but it's smart. It's smart by the Kings to double Steph in that spot, make yeah. him make a play. And I, and they executed. Yeah. And they were doing things like that to Steph all game. I mean, clay probably dribbled the ball a little too much for my liking today, but a mm-hmm. lot of that was like, get the ball out of Steph's hands and, and ha- let, you know, make clay, make a play. Clay is not a traditional playmaker. He's more the finisher. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Good defense by the Kings forcing that. And I thought Clay overall, good game in terms of his decision making there. But like, there's just no way around it. You're going to get a certain number of what are you thinking there without like kicking out a wide open layup and some of those. That was, same pass. That was unbelievable. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe he did that. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. That's like you said, that's just not Clay's game. And it was a tough turnover. But I mean, it wasn't the most egregiously bad thing that happened in the game. And then that final possession, the way De'Aaron Fox was going with the three prior and like, he's, um, I don't think he's going to miss another all-star team for a while. I'll put it that way. Uh, he, if people did not know about him uh, outside of Northern California, he has, he has made himself a national name this series and he's been terrifying. He, so going into this year, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was like kind of a, Monte Ellis type like he's gonna be a really good player but is he gonna lead a title contender like mm. right right and I this playoff series has been illuminating for me I he's just been and that three he hit on Draymond like that's good defense yeah. it, what what else are you gonna do in that spot he contested a, a three and he, he railed it so yeah Darren Fox has been I the Warriors just don't really have an answer for him but um, they forced him into a, I mean, okay. He's got his shit. He's basically destroyed Looney of the pick and roll, you know? Um, he's just, that he's mid, just showing, that little mid range, like 12 yeah. foot floater, man. He's just, man. I mean, he looks like prime Chris Paul where it's just like, you know, quick step stop. Oh, if you're not up on me, it's, it's in every time, yeah. every mm-hmm. time. Um, and then that final possession, he gets Steph on the switch. Steph actually played good defense there. Dude, he clamps. Yeah, he held him incredible. just enough so Draymond could recover, which is all he's going to be asked of there. They weren't going to leave Steph on an island against him. Not not with the way Draymond was playing defense that whole game. He makes the right play, um, and Barnes misses it. Like, I, I don't, you know. And then he got he, over to contest on yeah. Barnes. I mean, I just got a text from a friend of mine who's a Kings fan, and he brings up he brings up this point. He goes, Warriors had a wide-open shot to win game one, the Wiggins one that they missed. Mm. Kings had that in game four. Like you kind of have to feel good about the look you generated for Harrison Barnes. If you're the Kings right there. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, two, two, it's probably where it should be, you know, like all things considered, I, you know, we can, 
lament the way the Warriors have handled this series, but the Kings have outright won two games fair and square. Yeah. They, th- there's been one game where the Warriors blew them out, and other than that, it's been pretty much a dogfight the whole way through. And, you know, I think it's going to be going forward. Like, I don't think this is a solved series at all. Nothing the Warriors have done on the road should make anyone feel confident that they're going to go four straight automatically. Um, easily the best series in the playoffs. It's not even close. Yeah. Every game has been good. Even the Warriors won by 17 in game three, mm-hmm. but even that one didn't feel in hand until there was like five minutes left. Yeah. It didn't fit sure. because the Kings can just, they, they score at such a rate that anything can kind of happen. But yeah, other than that, like they've opened really good, really exciting games and the Kings have acquitted themselves really well. I thought um, this is, this is where it gets interesting for me now though. Yeah. Because the Warriors took a punch on the chin, losing the first two. I didn't think there was a lot of doubt. No, Draymond being out, Gary Payton the second being out, that sucks. But they win game three. You feel really good about the Warriors in game four. Yeah. But now this is where that like playoff experience thing comes in. Where, mm-hmm. okay, now it's the Kings that have taken the punch on the chin. And they just lost a game that they probably feel like they could have won. And now they're going home. Now the pressure's kind of back on them. I, this is this is where things get really interesting for me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We kind of buried the lead, but not really. But um, Draymond Green. Obviously, the story pregame was him coming off the bench, Kerr mm-hmm. saying it was a collaborative effort to decide. If I had to guess, 
I don't think Draymond ever wants to come off the bench, but he was willing to accept it because the only reason he was coming off of the bench is because he got himself suspended. And if you win by 20 when you're suspended, like you kind of have to just take it and accept the fact that we should run the same lineup out there until they until they basically prove that we should change it. I actually, I actually kind of respect the fact that Draymond didn't, and I, maybe he did push back and the Warriors told him to, to go away. Yeah. But I kind of respect the fact that, I mean, he was on the bench. He was, he was being active on the bench when, when he didn't start, he checked, he still checked in really early and, and played a ton of minutes. But, um, I, I, I didn't think there was any chance that he was going to be the one to come off the bench. If they were going to, if they were going to stagger the bigs like that, I thought it'd be you really and off the bench. Yeah. I, I didn't think there was any shot and I mean, credit to Draymond. He went in and defensively played really well. I'd prefer he not smoke a bunch of layups, but you know, <laughs> that happens yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, if you'd like to call in, I'm dropping the link in the chat right now. Um, we will be taking callers after a little bit. I think the second thing I want to call out is they started him in the second half and Draymond was phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Best three of 14 shooting performance I've ever seen. He was phenomenal in the third quarter. Uh, Darren Fox had it going and they put him on Darren Fox and Darren Fox was quiet for most of the third mm-hmm. quarter when the Warriors dug back from, you know, eight to 10. Uh, and then they ended up up what? Seven or eight at the end of the quarter, something in that range. Like yeah. the, the run to come back in that game, 100% was defense. And then just, you know, workman life offense, which is how the Warriors have always come back in these things. Like yep. Steph is going to get the offense going and it might be a barrage or it might be like a, you know, two here three here, two mm-hmm. here, and like a little thing. But the consistency, the only way you can dig out is by getting stops. Yes. Um, and this Kings team is very tough to defend. Best offense of all time, statistically, whatever you want to say. Draymond showed exactly why he is maybe the best defender of all time. Like he he, he absolutely deserves to be in that conversation. Um, how many guys can anchor a defense as a center and at the same time, guard the fastest point guard in the league one-on-one and take him out of the game. I mean, it's just an amazing player. There's just not that many guys ever doing that. And at the level that he does it, it's not like, yeah, okay, he can defend Sabonis a little bit, but you eventually got to bring a double. Like, no, man, he can do that. And then you're going to throw him on Fox uh, at the point of attack. And that's why he can go three for 14 and it's not a disaster, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I was... I don't want to say blown away because we've seen it before from Draymond, but to see him bounce back like that and play through the early tech mm-hmm. and play through some poor offense and come up and, and be the anchor defensively, um, man, it, it, the entire game though, to get back to the point about the Warriors kind of grinding their way back into it, it felt like in that fourth quarter and it points to the third quarter, they were like one bucket away from the, the the avalanche coming but every time they had like a big three that was going to blow the roof off it didn't go down or they'd miss the layup or they just couldn't quite like get over that hump where they could really pull away and i mean that's that's one of those things like i think eventually those kind of open shots are going to fall especially for for guys like steph clay for sure and and with draymond there's always a part of you which at this stage of his career you wonder if he can still get to that level he is 33. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Draymond for matching me with the grays and the beard. 
Um, he's starting to get them, which is looks great. Know, <laughs> very dignified, right? If you're going to be an uh, old head, having the gray and the beard is a must. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, but like part of me is always like, can he still do it? You know, Darren Fox is significantly quicker than him. Can he still get there defensively? And, you know, he still can. That's that's the thing that just impresses me. And I mean, look, <laughs> no matter how frustrating their offense was, I mean, he smoked a lot of layups and so, so many. And that's like kind of why they didn't want to play him and Looney together because it's easy to defend. There's two guys who are not really scorers, right? Yep. Uh, but they needed it for defensive reasons. And, you know, he he basic, he had 12, 10, and 7. That doesn't really tell the story. Like, if you watch the game, um, he was easily the second best player on the Warriors all night. Yeah, I think the difference now is you used to feel good about, like, you talk about Draymond aging. You used to feel good about him, like, Okay, hey, first quarter, he's just gonna check Fox and that's that's what he's gonna do. I think now it's like stretches where okay, yeah. fourth quarter, you need to stop. Um that's that's the big difference to me, but it's still like he can still get to that level when the Warriors need it. And when you're getting stops at the rate he does, like that's work like this is work with me here. That's the equivalent of a layup. Like when you block a Demona Sabona shot at the rim. That's taken two points, two easy points that the Kings have gotten all year off the board. And that's why you just kind of live with the offense. Because eventually he's going to make the layups. Maybe. Yeah. He's going to make mean, some of them. It's like a trade-off thing. It's like, yes, he probably, playing the two of them probably makes your offense 10% worse. You know, statistically, uh, I can pull up the numbers. That's about right. They go from the best offense in the league with one big to like, mm -hmm. I don't know eighth to 10th best offense. Like it's still yeah. end of the day. If Steph's hitting shots, it doesn't much matter if they have five bigs on the floor, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, then they'd get tech for having six players, but that's a different issue. <laughs> Four um, bigs. Four bigs yeah, exactly. Uh, but it takes your defense from mediocre to maybe best in the league. And that's just kind of the trade-off you have to make. You don't have Andre Godal in his prime. You don't have the perfect, like four switchy wing lineup. Your best lineup, involves the two bigs who are non-scoring threats and just trusting the fact that you have the two greatest shooters of all time. And Andrew Wiggins is not a slouch um, just as a slasher and a shooter. And that's your best five man unit. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where they're at. I did think it was interesting tonight. Like the Warriors maybe didn't play with a lot of urgency, but Steve Kerr coached with a lot of urgency. Mm -hmm. Steph playing 43 minutes. Jonathan Kaminga had a, was it three minute stint? Moses mm -hmm. Moody plays five. It was, there was not any messing around from Steve Kerr. And I kind of, I, I think that's the right move in a game like this. Like you have to shorten the bench. You yeah. can't go down three, one, especially going on the road. Not at all. Um, other, other player. I think we, we haven't talked about um, Andrew Wiggins. I thought he played an excellent game Four blocks. Um, the Wiggins Draymond tandem defensively, there were a couple <laughs> possessions where Draymond affected the first guy and the second guy. And then Wiggins comes in from the weak side to get the block or the steal to turn the possession. And it was like, uh, you know, it was like, it, it was like a tandem defensive play. It's like, you got the, the brains and like the length and it's, he's just so locked in uh, with this team in general. I thought, I thought yeah. he was everything they needed from tonight. We talked, you and I talked about this on this podcast when he was coming back. It was like, what do you need from him in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. And this is exactly it. 
-hmm. He goes one of two from three, seven of 12 from the field. And he just plays excellent defense. Mm -hmm. I grabbed eight boards and I would like to see more from him getting downhill because I just don't think the Kings have anybody that can stay in front of him. And I would like to see a little bit more from him on that end, but that's kind of what you expect. He hadn't played in two months. This is his fourth game back. Right. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period for him, but I think, I think defensively, you, I don't think you can ask for a lot more from him right now. He's just yeah. been superb. No, not at all. Other quick hits before we get to uh, the goons here. Um, Clay Thompson. Uh, we talked about his his ball handling early in the game, obviously more than you're used to seeing. But Clay was pretty instrumental at getting key buckets throughout the game when it felt like the Kings were going on a run. And uh, you just needed someone to get you a couple shots to you know slow it down and not get in those 10-0, 14-2, 16-4 type of runs, which like Kings kind of did in the first couple of games. And you know, they've pretty much done all season. Uh, mm-hmm. particularly getting to the mid range all the time. And then I thought defensively uh, clay clay is one of those guys who can't defend the way he did pre-injury, but he mm-hmm. can pick his spots and still affect the game. Um, yeah. Still, you know, it's experience that the guys you're going to have to take it from him. He's one of those guys. Like I, I will trust him in a big playoff moment because he's been there and you know, he's not going to get shook by Malik Monk hitting two threes and them going on an eight Oh run, you know? No, no. And he's going to, like you said, he's going to pick his spots. He's not outside of that turnover that we talked about earlier, where he skipped the layup to throw it to Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Outside of that, like he's just going to make the right play. And did he dribble too much today? Yeah, probably. But there was nothing, especially defensively that was concerning. Like early in the year, it felt like, oh man, he is a turnstile. He can't guard right. anybody. This is this is rough. But we saw it in the finals last year. I thought the moment that swung the finals was Clay in game four just started defending Jalen Brown mm-hmm. and could just do it all of a sudden. And that's kind of what it feels like now, where okay, hey, he's gonna be in a spot where can he defend Deer and Fox for 45 minutes like he used to? No. But he can do it for a play here and a play there down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And that's ultimately like why you think the Warriors can win this series yeah. because the Kings top to bottom all year were the better team, but Hey, close moment in the playoffs. Do you trust Clay Thompson to get a stop or Keegan Murray to get a stop? Right. And you're taking Clay Thompson a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, and then that points to the, the negative for the Warriors, which is look, man, they rode their guys who have been there the entire game. You know, Steph plays 43 minutes. Um, Wiggins and Thompson and Clay basically a shade under 40. Draymond, 31. He would have played 40 if he started. Looney, 32. Uh, and then it was a drop-off from there. I thought Jordan Poole gave him some good, but then mm-hmm. he had that turnover in the fourth and a few just mind-boggling plays, just like the, the quintessential Jordan Poole performance in general yep. for me. Yep. And then – Everyone else, I mean, even GP2 didn't really get that much run here. Like, I feel like, I don't know how long Steve Kerr can go with this, and maybe it's just a matchup-based thing, but, you know, they threw Kuminga and Moody in there in the second quarter, and it was immediate, like, 8-0 run for the Kings, and they were completely lost. Dante gave them some better minutes at times, but still wasn't great. Um Lack of depth is is really an issue with, you know, we've talked about the two timelines and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's just like. Surviving. It's, it's what it's, it's surviving the Steph, the Steph bench minutes. 
Right. And how can you do that? And I thought, I honestly, like, I think in game four, or I'm sorry, game five, they're going to go back to, okay, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, let's see how it goes. But Kerr should have a quick hook right now, man. You can't afford to let those guys, but if they're going to play to to a stalemate, if the Warriors are up two when Steph goes to the bench and they can play four minutes where they just stay up two, like that's awesome and you will take that. But like you said, today it was, was it, what was, what was, uh, GP2 was minus 11 in seven minutes. Like that's yeah. not good. That's tough. Yeah. And like pregame, Steve Kerr said, we'll see in terms of his minutes. Mm-hmm. Makes me think, all right, he probably was unable to get out of bed on Thursday because yeah. I, you know how guys are playoff time. Like if he's in any way able to suit up, he will. So it has to be right. so bad they won't come into the facility. He was probably still under the weather today. I don't think he was moving particularly well, you know. Um, and I think that's probably where Steve's like, man, you know, if I'm only getting 50% of GP2, I might as well just go somewhere else because, the, you know, we need a little more than that at this point, right? And and you said it. This is matchup-based. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know that the staggering Looney and Draymond stuff worked and their offense isn't as good when it's both of them. But if GP2 is also on the floor, like that's another guy the Kings don't necessarily have to worry about. And that's that's where I think this gets really tough for Steve Kerr because you can't just you can't just roll out a bunch of guys and be like, yeah, we're just gonna get a ton of stops and that's how this is gonna go. Like that's just not the NBA now. It doesn't work like that. For sure. Okay. So we got two days till game five. Jeez, I'm um, so exhausted, bro. Dude, this series has been awesome. I'm so sweaty. I'm legitimately sweaty. I know. Also, like the first spring week in the Bay is probably part of the sweatiness. But um <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Give me your prediction the rest of the way. And then I'm going to get, we got a lot of callers to get to. I need to see the Warriors win on the road. Like part of me, part of me thinks like, okay, they've kind of figured it out. And this is where the playoff experience comes in and they're just going to go on the road and they're going to win one because that's, but Mm -hmm. all year they haven't been able to do that. And there's been so many times throughout this season that it's felt like, okay, they flipped the switch. Here they are. Here's the Warriors. And then they'll trick that game at home to Minnesota. So I still need to see it. I feel good about where the Warriors are at. But if I'm a Kings fan, you also probably feel pretty good about where the Kings are at, knowing what you know about the Warriors on the road this year. So history's on Golden State's side. So I think you kind of ride with that. But I'm, I listened to the last pod mm-hmm. and I'm less confident that the series is over and the Warriors are going to roll now. Oh, it's, it's, a I'm not there fight. yet. They're even teams. I, I feel like the Warriors are figuring it out on the go. I think we, well, everyone on this show would agree the best version of the Warriors is better than the best version of the Kings. Yes. yes. But I don't know if the Warriors can get to their best version through this series. They're still figuring it out on the go um, mm-hmm. and making themselves a little vulnerable in certain guys while throwing in the fact that the Kings are hungry. Um they have to be the biggest winners of round one. Like no matter how this series ends, no one's going to think of them as a joke. You know, now maybe no. in two years they'll, you know, they'll make the mistakes. They'll be like hangs all over again, but like they look like they're on the up and up. You know, you look at the Eastern conference, everyone's talking about Cleveland all year. Oh, you know, they got Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, yeah. Evan Mobley and all that sort of stuff. Well down three, one. Um, if I was a betting man, watch it. Yeah. If, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, 
I'm betting the Kings future over them. You know, a year ago, okay. everyone's like the Grizzlies, John Morant. I don't think I'm not even convinced Jaws better than De'Aaron Fox. Like, like, you know, Hey, I've never rooted for the Lakers in my life. I want them to lose every time they suit it up. But watching Memphis score nine points in the first quarter yesterday was one of the most enjoyable basketball experiences I've ever had. That was great. They, <laughs> they need to be humbled just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not usually that guy. I like some good trash talk. Totally. Um, but they're just annoying. They're like the little brother who just, it's like the first time you think it's cute. And then you're like, oh, no, no, you really think you're good. No, no just, just <laughs> Right, right. And the thing, the the problem is, is like, jaw tra- talking trash or, or, you know, Jaron Jackson, whatever. But the fact that it's Dylan Brooks, who if he left the Grizzlies tomorrow, the Grizzlies would be fine. Yeah. That's the part that bugs me. Like Draymond sure. talks all that shit, but the Warriors aren't the Warriors without Draymond. The Grizzlies are fine without Dylan Brooks. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then, and then you like juxtapose to the Kings, who are trying to kill the Warriors with with kindness. You know, they're doing the right. Jared Fox is like, oh, Steph, he's the best player. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, you know, just like Draymond's the best defensive anchor in the league. Yeah, yeah. You can you could just see it's like smart man. He's he's just he's just gonna give him compliments and then go drop forty on them instead yeah. of like you know acting like a c-list wwe heel you know right all right we got some callers the lot we got a lot of people here so i want to get this moving we're gonna start with the man the myth the legend mike mikas mikas what's up my man yo folks how we doing hell yeah good what are we drinking we're drinking uh, vodka soda with uh, not a lime because we're at I home. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah I mean, as always, <laughs> yeah, it's, just a, was it's a, a vodka soda. But Chardonnay. We, did, we did celebratory vodka shots when they won. She was on her knees, like praying to literally. The, I was not on. She, she, well, she was praying. No, she was, she was on her knees praying to God above, making <laughs> sure. And and when it was in De'Aaron Fox's hand, I went, "Ooh, this might be bad." And when it got to Harrison Barnes's hand, I went, "Ooh, this might be good. This might be good." HB, okay. Uh, uh, I got a co- I got a question for you, Mikas. All right, so you're on the East Coast. Uh, what 7 p.m. over there now? At what time did you have to raid the Lipker cabinet? What time did the stress hit? And you're like, all right, I need to start. So my our tradition, honestly, when we watch is like we're drinking. I, at least I am, and she almost always is as well as like a, she's she's great, uh, great partner. Just you know, drinking along with me. But we are starting from. We're pouring a drink from, you know, tip off or we're, we're going, <laughs> you know, it's, and we're not, we're not starting drinking when we're getting stressed. Cause like the thing is the stress begins 30 minutes before the game starts. Mm, and then, uh, we are going the whole way at, at halftime when we were down four, I looked at her calmly and I was like, Oh, they're winning the series. Like they're going to win this game by 10 points. I'm not even worried. And then the third quarter happened and we agreed, this is like no problem. And then in the fourth quarter, we were pouring some nervous drinks. Like I was finishing those drinks way faster than they needed to be going. Uh, when they got up five, though, I was like smacking my chest like I was in the WWE. I was like, "Oh, this series is over." This is I was firing off the tweets. I knew I was like, "Series is done." And <laughs> after that step time out, her and I were like, uh, "Okay." And then they hit the three. She's praying to Jesus Christ, and I'm just standing there. I'm like, "Oh, they're about to lose this game, aren't they? Like, this dynasty is about to be done." And as soon as Harrison Barnes had the ball in his hand, I went, "Okay." Warriors at six, baby. Like, Warriors at fucking six. Like, I knew. I knew. Are you? Okay. Mikas, before I get you out of here, are you still confident in Warriors in six, or did this game give you a little trepidation? They do have to go to Sacramento on Wednesday. 
Yeah, and going to Sacramento. Like, am I supposed to be scared of the Sacramento Kings? I, I I'm not telling Are you, you what to be Sacramento in any. Kings, Sam? Sam, I did Tyler, not. I did not say I was. I just part of me thinks it's I'm going scared Sacramento. of how the Warriors have played on the road. That's so, my concern. So here, game one. That's a game they should have won, and I I know this to be true. I feel it on my bones. That's a game they should have won. Game two, they even had a shot to win that game. They blew both of those games. The Kings had their best shots, and I think we would both agree the Kings had game three. No Draymond, no Gary Payton in the second. They don't win that game. I was like, if they don't win this game, the series is over. They lost badly and i went you know what it was a blowout okay they didn't show up it happens game four they had the ball 10 seconds to go down one they didn't win that game they had to win these fucking games because you're not going to get these opportunities again it's that famous like you come for the king you best not miss saying like that's the reality they had their shots they were they were handed to them on a silver fucking platter and they didn't win they fucking folded I feel in my bones the Warriors are going to win a seven to nine point game in game five. And then game six is going to be about a 15 to 16 point win. Like the, mm. the, the Kings okay. are like, I, 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 I just know the fucking pulse of this team. The reality of the situation is these guys have too much. They got too much metal. The Kings don't have any of that metal. The player with the most metal on their team is Harrison Barnes. That's all we need to know. That's all, all right. Mikas, Mikas, appreciate you. Love have you. a great evening. Oh, okay. shout out to my man for getting at my folks and I do uh, tequila shots. Okay. That's our pregame and halftime tequila shots. That's our vibe. Nice. And postgame, but I didn't want to do a third one and then I have to come up to podcast. So the I mean, you, you could. You could. I trust yeah. you. Um, <laughs> uh, let's keep moving. Oh, special guest. Yo, yo. Keanu, what's, what's up, what's up what's man? Up? What up? What up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, we sir. can hear you. For sure. Okay. What a game, guys. What a game. Um. I honestly think the Warriors should have won that game by even more. I really don't think it should have been that close. I mean, I, I feel like every single time we were close to blowing that game open, it was a turnover, which is like the story of the season, or like a smoked layup. I feel like every starter smoked a layup in this game. Yeah. And yep. so yep. that was the really frustrating part. And then, you know, the questions are like, can this team win on the road? And I think this is probably going to be the biggest test of the whole postseason if we have a big run. I think if the Warriors can just get one mm. on the road and prove to themselves like, yeah, we can easily snag one on the road. Any series, we're great on the home on our home floor. Back into the making another run all the way. Mm. Nice. So you're feeling, you think if they get through the Kings, you're feeling fairly confident about their chances to go all the way. Yeah, I honestly think this would be like the biggest test. I feel like they match up well against the Lakers when they're at full health. And then when it comes down to the Suns and the uh, the Nuggets, one of those two, I just feel like at the end of the day, the Warriors got that experience, and these are the moments where that experience pays off. And if they can get that one against Sacramento, which is this is a hell of a series, I think they can go all the way. Appreciate the call, man. Of course, I agree. If, yeah, thanks. I agree. If they win Game Five, if they go into Golden One Center and win, and win like not necessarily handily, but just kind of control the game. Yeah, I, I think it's a wrap in six. I, because well, I agree. That's with you. a tough punch to take, man. I think for them to win in game five, it needs to be a Wiggins game. He's played mm -hmm. well um, after he knocked off the rust. I think he's had a good series, but we haven't had that, you know, uh, stamp like, I'm going to take over the game. 
game five performance. He had that against Dallas. He had it against Boston. He's yeah. capable of it. The more, the farther a series goes, the more it's like, what if we have three guys on stuff? What if we put all of our guys right. on stuff? And then, and then that's <laughs> where Wiggins like, whole plane out of yeah. and then that's where Wiggins at, at some point, you know, comes out. He's like, I'm just going to dunk all over you. Well, um, that's what, that's what yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't done that yet. Because mm-hmm. every time he puts the ball on the deck, there's the Kings literally like literally don't have a player that can hang with him. Like they, they, they just, they don't. And so I, I would, I would like, yeah, get, give me one of those games where he scores 28 and pulls down nine boards and, and rails a couple of big threes. Yeah. And has like the, the key moments in the fourth quarter when, um, you know, it's like, it's in the balance and it, the shot feels bigger than mm-hmm. other shots. So like, we all know what I'm talking about yeah. before we get to our next callers. I have a little audio. I want to play from Draymond oh. Green discussing the final possession here during everything that is at stake was at stake what are you thinking when the ball gets swung to barnes and he rises up three for the win you gotta make that <laughs> we know fox can make a shot he won clutch for every year so what i'm doing is giving him an iso with anyone um, and just watching him work and little with that we're not going to live with that um, we know that Got to make somebody else beat you. If he hit it, great shot. He didn't. Did you see the smirk when when he said he got to make that? Right here, right here. My guy still harboring resentment <laughs> seven years later. Same. Um, <laughs> Who's not? Every person listening to this podcast right now celebrated extra because it was Harrison Barnes missing that shot. Yeah. Shout out to every single person. <laughs> Oh, I, almost, I almost feel bad. Look, no, nah, no, not really. Well, no. a little part of me, but no. yeah, <laughs> I don't feel bad. Ugh. All right, let's keep moving. Archie, what's up, man? Look, I'm just going to come in hot to piggyback off of Kyle. When me and my wife were watching the game, as soon as Harrison Barnes got the ball, I bust out laughing and I just, I looked away because I knew the game was over. I was just like, hell no. Like we've been down this road a million times with Barnes, and thing is, I I loved him as a player. The things that he did, as far as like I said, the X Factor, but him in the clutch, it's just sometimes it's the most insane experience that you can kind of get. I saw somebody saying that, um, you know, uh, watching the Warriors game, it, it goes from I hate this team so much to Steph is him in a, like a blink of a second, and I feel like Harrison was like the person on the team that kind of embodied that, you know, during the time. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was hilarious. I, that was a good, it was just funny just watching him take that, take that shot. I was, I was so happy Fox passed the ball. Uh, I thought it was, you know, overall it was a, it was a good game. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that they can kind of learn from. Uh, but as the series goes on, I think Wiggins will just kind of establish himself more. I think we really got to put in perspective that he hasn't played in, you know, X amount of months. And this is only his a fourth game back. So all things considered, I think he's coming along fine. Uh, the only thing I really wanted to say was the uh, end of the third quarter, the ball movement to get Clay that, uh, that three. I just thought that was probably the best, the best set play that I, you know, I've seen all season. And while I don't think the, the Warriors can necessarily embody that every single game, um, if they can tap into that just a little bit, it's, you know, we're going to get moving. Agreed. I mean, it's, I feel like this is the story of the team this year. It was a little bit the story last playoffs, but they caught up so much quicker. It's like, you know, 
with everything that's gone on between injuries and players missing time and like, you know, the punch and all this stuff, it's just like, can they actually put it all together and all get on the same page? And they're trying to figure it out versus just a significantly better team than Denver round one last year. Yep. Exactly. Uh, And that's a little scary because like, you know, Sacramento knows it. They're like exploding it where they can. But I do think if they can, if they can win game five, They'll close in six, and I think the confidence can be significantly higher because they know this This Kings team feels better than anyone they played in the Western Conference last. I'm not going to say they're better than Boston, but they're better than that Dallas team. They beat, yeah, they're definitely. better than that Memphis team. They're definitely better than that, that Denver team. Yeah, I do think that, if anything, um, this was probably the best overall shot we're going to see from the Kings. Mm-hmm. I do know that they're going to – you know, the role players are going to play better at home, but – I think we saw that their best punch tonight. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, they got Archie. By the way, appreciate the call, but like Keegan Murray, rookie, very impressive. By the way, he was um, man, he was so you know, good. He looked like a rookie all series, and then tonight, you know, he looked like what I think he's probably going to look like in year three or four. You know, where yep. you're just like, oh, this is this dude's a borderline all star, that type of thing. Um, he hit a he hit a couple of threes tonight, like the ones where he's just catching and shooting wide open like those were eventually gonna he had a couple on the move tonight that i thought had no chance of going in and honestly those are shots i don't think are gonna fall the rest of the way i don't think he's going five for seven you're you're gonna live with those he had one um coming off of a pin down at the top of the key i'm like is is he clay thompson now like that's what it looked like to me that's the exact one i was talking about yeah his feet weren't set he's grabbing and she's like okay man if he's gonna knock that down what are you gonna do exactly and so like you know Deer and Fox, four for 11 from three. I didn't realize he took 11 threes. That Dude, sounds about that's, right. He's shooting 34% in the series from three. Mm-hmm. I would have guessed it was like 45. It feels like it. I mean, it feels like when they need a timely one, he always hits it, right? Yes. That's um, it. He's hit every I, big one for them. I mean, I have nothing negative to say about the way he's, he's played pretty much yeah. like A-plus basketball the entire yeah. series. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like Keegan hitting shots, Malik Monk road road game he'll probably be a little hotter next game but i mean they did yeah. shoot 40 percent from three finally they obviously haven't hit their shots from three most of this series um and they, they played the warriors even from the three-point line 14 for 35 the warriors are 14 for 34 i mean wow you kind of got to assume in any matchup the warriors have to win the three-point line because they're probably not going to score as many um inside just by the nature of their roster so t- to win yep. What you know to, to match them at the three point line and lose this year, lose the game that does hurt a little bit. The Kings took 102 shots tonight, they had 12 offensive boards, and yeah. there were a couple, there were a couple of really frustrating ones where it felt like the Warriors got hands on it and then just didn't corral it. Mm-hmm. And that's I was just, gonna, I think that's just kind of unlucky, but I was gonna say, while the, I, there was a couple that stick in my mind, I was generally happy with the way the Warriors kept them off the offensive glass, but still 12. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, game one, I want to say it was 16 or, or something like that, where it just felt like anytime they needed a second chance, yeah. they got it. So, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're the bigger rebounding team. Um, they're gonna get some the, again. 44 to 44 on the glass. I'll take that any day of the week with the Warriors. Like if they match the Kings on the glass, it should be a win. I'm sure yep. the Kings feel the same way from the three-point line. If we match them on the three-point line, we should win. One point game. Stupidness on both sides at various points. Yeah. Yeah, but you're I think you said it at the top, and I I couldn't agree more. It felt like leaving game one, it was like, damn, that was one the Warriors should have had. Yeah. That's a game they should win. And leaving um, this game, I, I think the Kings probably feel the same. 
Although mm-hmm. I will say there was the the Steph timeout that was bad. Um the challenge the, call was the challenge not, was brutal. I mean, but yeah. the turnover um with like I think it was two and a half minutes left where they had the four on five because Mitchell had fallen out of bounds and they were trying to throw it to Clay in the corner and Monk stole it and then got it to Mitchell for a layup. If they get it to Clay, Clay's hitting that. Nobody around, he's standing alone in the corner, he's hitting that. It's an eight-point game, and the Warriors probably pull away from that point, and this one doesn't look as close. And that's the other encouraging thing for me. It's not awesome that the Warriors kind of fell apart down the stretch and and Sacramento had a chance to win it. Yeah. But I, I, I think the feeling is different if the Warriors hit that three, get a stop, and they wind up winning by, you know, 10 or 11. Agreed, agreed. And that's all, all, all one around. play, one turnover that that changes. Um, <laughs> this could be another hour, which we're not going to do. But Daniel in the chat says Halliburton is clearly better than Fox. You know, I that, might have, yo, I might have agreed with that a year ago. Um, yo, here's I can't. no, here's here's no, but here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. So I I began doing radio in Sacramento, uh, like twelve years ago. I I did a bunch of time with the Kings flagship station. So I've followed them really closely. And I have a lot of friends that, that are huge fans and you went to Davis. So same kind of deal. The Kings didn't want to move Halliburton for sure. Sabonis. It's just uh, the Pacers weren't going to take De'Aaron's contract because De'Aaron was not viewed as that kind of player at that point. No. Yeah. I remember like when that whole thing went down, like it, it Fox felt like just another Kings guy where you're like, yeah, he's talented, but he's in a losing situation. I feel right. like he's just going to be one of those 20, 20 points on a losing team, guys. Yep. Um, anyway, let's get to the next one. Matthew, appreciate you waiting. You're up next. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Okay, set up. Uh, you know, I saw a, a tweet from friend of the show, Joe Varai. He said nice. that the last stretch was triggering for Dubs fans who have seen the Warriors grab defeat from the jaws of victory all season long. And that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, that's true. I was like, oh, so we're going to lose this game. Fox is just going to hit some BS3. He's going to get to some spot. He'll be covered, but he'll still hit something. But they won. And at the end, I was like, not, I was like, they won, but they, they should have won by war. You know, I was like, if, right. I, if they lost, I would have been pissed at everybody involved. Like, why did we challenge? Why did Pool throw away uh, turnover? Like, up five. It's like, there was a lot to be upset with. But then, I don't know if I'm the only one who feels like, like, I don't think that that win particularly made me feel inspired to say, like, oh, the Warriors have it. <laughs> but I, I, just, I just feel, I was like, I just feel like they're still going to win. I just feel like Going into Golden One Center, Game Five, they're still going to pick up a dub. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just. I think it's what everyone said. It's just the history. It, it feels like Dubs are just going to close it out, even though the game did not make me feel particularly inspired. But hmm. yeah, you know, I think I think I'm with you more so than like because there's two ways to take it. They won. They finally won a close game on a defensive stand, which is like a hallmark of the yeah. title years. And that's kind of like the thing they've not done all years. How many games this year has it been like close at the end and then they get scored on where you're like, Ugh. anyway. Every time. 
Yeah, that's the all of the times that that happens. So <laughs> finally seeing them do that, I can see how it makes you get confidence that like they're back. We're back. Dynasty Warriors finally showing that grit defensively. Also, I think I'm with Matthew on this one, where it's like, I don't know, man. They kind of got a little lucky at the end there, and I need to see them win one on the road before I'm there. I will say, uh, and we appreciate the call, Matthew. Personally, if they go into Sacramento in game five and turn it up defensively and win a game like this, I will be all the way in. Me too. Um, but I need to see that first. I'm I'm right there. Like I get in theory saying, yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna do it. And like, sure. But I I like we got to see it last year in the first round in Denver. They went and they won a game in Denver. Um they they did the same thing in Dallas. They did the same thing to Memphis and and again in the finals. I need to I gotta see it. They won eleven road games, man. Like that's that's what sticks out in my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to Dylan. Dylan, what's up, man? Oh, not much, guys. That was a very stressful game. <laughs> I was uh like y'all, I, like everybody else, I was thinking, oh god, they're gonna make some insane three, and then HB got it, and I was like, Oh, it's like 2016 all over again. I, I but but in reverse, I feel good. Um, one thing we were just discussing in the Discord, which I hadn't really thought about before, but it it does, you know, I think that the fits kind of there is Fox really kind of reminds me of like championship first championship Dwayne Wade, like you know young Dwayne Wade when he was on yeah. the that 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 championship. Now Sabonis mm. is not Shaq, so I, I think we still got a good chance of closing these guys out. But like, I do think Fox is he's going to be a really good player, like especially yeah. if he can get his jump shot up just a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a really good guy. Um, another thing I just want to point out that you know people are talking about in chat is the uh, pl- the series plus minus. Uh, Looney's plus 22, Sabonis is negative 37. Um, Fox is negative 16 and plus, and, and Steph is plus 45. And I know plus minus, especially when you, when you combine a bunch of games is a little bit bullshit, but it's just like, this has been a tight as hell series and Steph is still plus 45. That that's insane. So I just, I just want to point that out. Yeah. Appreciate it, Dylan. Like if I was to break it down, basically, the Sabonis versus Steph minutes are just warrior win, warrior win, warrior win. And then um, when they get Fox and non-Sabonis lineups attacking non-Steph lineups, that's really where they've made their runs. And mm-hmm. their depth kind of shows. Like, I mean, this game, appreciate the call, Dylan, uh, has been kind of the microcosm. They really only played five and a half or six guys in the second half. Because um, that's all they have at this point. Um, yeah. And I don't know if they can run through the playoffs with something like that, but that might need to be what, needs to happen um, for this series, you know, and you hope uh, someone like Dante or GP two can be better when you get to the next round. Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like they're banking on. Like, it's just, I don't want to say panic button. That's not, that's not what I'm looking for, but it's just like in case of emergency break open glass, here's 45 minutes for Steph, and here's three minutes for Kaminga and five for Moody. And that's just what it's going to be. And I think that's probably I think that's probably the move against an offense as as skilled as, as Sacramento. Yeah. Also, not a great game from Sabonis tonight. I mean, he hasn't been good all series. His biggest impact was getting Draymond ejected. We all know yeah. that. Yeah. All right, we'll keep moving. Francisco, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? What a shit show. <laughs> Let's put it this way: we started with the front office making dumb moves then Kurt calls that dumb timeout then Steph calls that dumb timeout no sorry Kurt challenges that dumb play Steph with a dumb timeout but well like you said 
they finished with a defensive stance and uh, we're not, people are not, you're, like you said, you're not that confident in this one, but it was because they missed a play here or a play there, okay? Right. Uh, I think I said in the chat, you, we had a wide open clay three, I think it was gonna put us up eight, and also a wide open step three that, uh, that the, before, the, before the last three pointer that, uh, Jones said it was in. It was a dagger. It was in and out, and then they missed. So they had the hot shooting night. Okay, they shot well on the road, and we still withstand that. So it's all good. And they, but they are tough, man. Uh, this this team is is really really hard. Uh, I think before the playoffs, Sam in the a preview playoffs, uh, Ty was saying like. People were saying, oh, we missed the Suns. But Ty was saying exactly, oh, I think it would be better for us to play the Suns and then the the Nuggets. It wouldn't be that stress, stressful in terms of a physical game. And these games are hard. And next game, next series, if we, in case we win, and I think we're all confident we will, the Lakers team will be really, really tar- hard defensively. For sure. from three, the game well, is we're not, we're not ready to go there, but I agree with you. <laughs> no, I no, but, but, no I, it's, it's really – they're really hard physically. And we're, we're having to play 45 minutes of staff because the games are hard. That will take a toll. But you know, like you said, we're not there yet, man. We just need to close. We just need to win one road game. If we get the magic back to win, win one road game per series, we're going seven every single one of them. So, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Francisco. Totally. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. We're gonna end here with McWalters, the Reverend. Yo, yo. What's up, man? What is up, guys? What a freaking game. You know, like Kyle said earlier, uh, Harrison Barnes, he, he, Lamb wasn't our hero. Harrison Barnes is our true hero. He needs, he needs the hero music, my man. And I feel for him because he's had chances in the past and he's a nice guy, but you know, nice guys don't always win. So thank you, Harry V. You're the man as always. But, um, you know, I think next game is going to be real tough. You know, the Kings are going to get way more calls. They got to the line 18 times. They made, 83% of their stuff. They made 15. Warriors actually out free throwed them, which was phenomenal. We can't count on that. We're going to need a lot more solid defense than what we saw today. 70 in the first half disaster. Almost held them to 50 until that collapse in the second half, which is phenomenal. And that's what you need to do. You need to come out with that effort. And and like you were saying before, it needs to be that one, one big four out. And we just go for it. Six guys, seven guys, figure it out grind this out, steal it by one, and then smack their asses in game six. That's what's going to happen. Everyone should be pumped up. Everyone should be stoked. Let's go buy some tickets and then drown out those fools up with their cowbells. They're still selling those things up there. I'm going up there game game five. This is going to be freaking awesome. Let's all let's all crowd the house up there, guys. All right. Peace out. Appreciate oh, yeah. it, McWalters. Yeah. We are – I think we should end it there. It's always always a it, great way to end it. Yeah. The one, the one thing that jumps out, and I, I understand – the like, you know, we talked about that that turnover by Pool earlier where Clay was open in the corner and they threw it right to Monk. Like, I get that they were a play or two away from maybe rolling in this one, but that's the that's the thing that that kind of concerns me a little bit. Is just they didn't they didn't play with the necessary force, to borrow a phrase. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing that's like, dude, like I would like to see them 
go in and smoke Sacramento at Golden Lane. Like, just play really well and just dominate a game on the road. And then I'm with you. Like, I'll be all in on this series and any series moving forward. Agreed. All right, Kyle. Appreciate you stopping by. We'll end it here. We'll of course. Back. Anytime, man.